Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's our sound effects. Let's just go right into the show. Work meeting is being reported. Oh my gosh. Hey, fellas, what's going on? We've, we've, we've got our microphones working. <laughs> we've got wow. our microphones working. That's half the battle, finally. Woo. New platform. Working yeah, out man. the kinks. Always some bugs to work out when you try something new. You know, it's a good thing you have a friend like Jermaine Curse here on the show to let you yes. work it out with him. You know, stuff like that. You Give know me some what? Room. We just we'll, we'll just work through anything that that comes in our way. Well, you yeah, got to be a it. tech guy. You got simulators. Yeah, I'm a little tech savvy. I like to call. It, anytime we need some tech help, I always look at uh, look to my team and be like, they need IT, and I so <laughs> I consider myself the IT department. They call you. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different though than just some microphones. I mean, you got to have like cameras and um, all. I mean, what kind of what is the technology that you guys are using there for for? It's all golf swings, right? Could you do baseball yeah. swings too? Because I might have to bring my eight year old there at some point. We don't. We oh, have not ventured into the baseball world. I got some people though. If you, I, I know, I know a couple former. Uh, MLB sluggers, you know, Travis Snyder, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Steven Souza Jr. Like, you know, so if you're looking for some baseball connects, I can definitely Ooh, plug should, you, you know, in. If we start talking baseball, we'll never stop, actually. We should have well, stopped. So you got a bunch of athletes rolling through there. What former athletes hit it the best? Is it baseball guys? Is it hockey? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I mean, some of the baseball guys can mush the ball. Um, but we, we have had, I mean, Cal Raleigh came in and he can mush the ball. He was kind of, I don't think he actually, yeah. Uh, but we, I mean, <laughs> I just went blank. Uh, I'm just trying to think of all Man, the athletes that came over. through. He's just thinking about sweet drives right down the middle. He's just seeing yeah. golf balls in his head. <laughs> That's what, yeah. If there's one tip you can give. Because my drive's been all over. Lately, it's been right down the middle, 300 plus. But <laughs> but no big deal. every now and then, I lose it. Uh, if you can give one tip for the driver, because that seems to be the everyone's toughest club. What I would mean, you say? It is my toughest club. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> the thing that I've learned, the thing that I've learned the most with golf, it is just very counterintuitive. Like with everything, you know, it's kind of like. The smoother and slower you kind of not slower, but the smoother your and better your tempo is, the further you're gonna hit the ball. Where you know, especially guys like us, football players, we just want to hit, and so you kind of just gotta take. You gotta let a little freedom where we want a lot of control. Where that it kind of counteracts. It's like you know, the less slightly control in terms of like feeling of swinging the club or hitting the club. Um, the more free you swing, the more accurate and the further the ball goes. I'm still working on that part. <laughs> True game so. of opposites. It's yeah, easy to exactly. say, isn't it? It's hard to do in real life. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's tough. Um, but everybody gets that one that one shot that just keep, keeps bringing them back. Yep, exactly. So. Yeah. Mine always happens on like it, like the third hole, and then I have to struggle for the rest of the time, though. <laughs> <laughs> but then shot. it comes back like round 16 17 and 18 and then you're like you know what i figured it out 
That's yeah. what all my I, I used to always tell my friends that I probably still do like hey. On 17, you, I think I figured it out. <laughs> you finish strong, and you're like, all right, next yeah. time it's going to be different. Yeah, yeah, Opa, for sure. Have you ever calculated your handicap? No, I did. I think the best I ever got to was like, when I was this is right when I retired. I was back in Massachusetts. I joined TBC Boston. Nice little club there. And uh, I was going like every day. And I got down to like, I want to say a 14, 13, which I was pumped. Like, Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. What is that, like 90s? Yeah, I was, what do you I, was shoot? Break, I was breaking nineties. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I consistently like mid eighty five to eighty eight or yeah. yeah. But um man, it's but it's like like we're saying that it'll be one shot and mm-hmm. that if anybody's there to see it, you're like yep. that was worth the whole day of frustration. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um uh enough golf. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to I do have a golf football? I do have a golf tournament. Later today, actually. Oh, nice. We have the Washington Open over at Meridian Valley. I got a afternoon tea time, so that's nice. why I was able to join here. And one, control my anxiety of before this tea time. I'm like, give me something <laughs> to do before. Yeah. To no way, no way Jermaine Curse gets nervous for golf. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know what? We're going to do it. Mr. Clutch gets nervous for golf. It's just at the beginning, you know, I just got to get in my, I just got to get in, I got to get into it. It's like getting the first hit, you know what I mean? Okay. You feel a little I can, contact. I can relate you feel on a little, that one. Yeah. And then, then you kind of settle in. And so it's like, but in, until up until that first hit, you're just kind of antsy, you know? And so once the first hit happens, then you're like, all right, like, let's play you some settle in. Okay. Well, then allow yeah. us to distract you. Lofa, should we hit the theme song? Spin it, partner. Yes. Take 12, if you want to run the club, yeah. Unapologetic on the job, yeah. And no politics in this club, just dirt from the streets and the clicks in the mud. Take 12, this podcast for the Seahawks, number one sports club, yeah, we got it on live. Every episode 12, hot take. And we ripping for Seattle, my play. Take 12. It's the Take 12 Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm lifelong Seahawks fan Brett Davern. He is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. And we are joined on this episode by another Seahawks legend. He's Jermaine Curse, everybody. Super Bowl what? champion. Let's fan go. Or a UW fan. That's right. Oh, number 15. Number 15 uh, C- Super Bowl champion Jermaine Curse joining the show. Yes, indeed. Uh, much to discuss on this episode of Take 12. First of all, uh, let's give a shout out for the first time this season to B-Boy Fidget, local hip-hop artist up there in Seattle who did our theme song and does it very well. Shout out to him. Shout out also to our sponsor, Wiener Schnitzel. Two locations Diener. in Everett. Diener. Diener. We talked about this. Diener schnitzel. Yeah, you know, that's right. Last time you were here, that's right. I got coached up and everything, and then I forgot all about it. Diener schnitzel, everybody. Go in and mention the Take 12 podcast and get a free small soda with any other purchase. Uh, do some Wiener schnitzel for lunch. It's probably been a while, but they're chili dogs and they're French fries and the corn dogs. And, and also... Uh, the ice cream and the desserts over there, the root beer floats and the shakes, it's tasty freeze, everybody. Mm. You can't get better than that. So check out Wiener Schnitzel. 
in Fife and Everett today. Lofa and Jermaine, um, just jumping right into the Seahawks uh, news and all kinds of stuff like that. They played their second preseason game. They destroyed the Cowboys, if you want my opinion. Yeah. They're they're out there destroying everybody this preseason. They're, they look fun and energetic and fast, and they look like they're having a blast with each other. Uh, what are you guys seeing when you watch this team? Jermaine, take it away. Yeah, I mean, what's really cool is, like, you're starting to kind of see the depth a little bit, or um, more so for me. I mean, I'm paying attention to the wide receivers. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you you look at, you know, some of the younger guys that are kind of stepping in and um, they're making plays, I think that should get everyone pretty excited um, just because that's the main thing you need is, like, you, you need the depth because those are the guys that are going to be running down on kickoff and, you know, punt, um, doing all of the the role-playing stuff. Um, so when you got guys that can do that and then when their opportunity presents itself to them where the, um, they're getting some targets or whatnot, they just kind of excel. Um, yeah. yeah so totally. I'm pretty, it looks pretty – it's exciting to watch. Uh, they got a lot of young guys that are – excited what um zach charbonnet he's been looking really good um uh bobo i've actually i've kind of i've watched bobo a little bit at ucla and then yeah um i always thought he was a pretty good player especially watching them against uw um so then i kind of started paying attention to him a little more uh and then i saw that he went undrafted and went to the seahawks and i even texted pete i was like i think you guys got a sleeper here um, shot, huh? Well, oh, I, I, I mean, I, I've got, I've kind of gone out there and, and put it on, but I mean, you know, I, a lot of people kind of talk about the four nine, but all I've heard is just like, and all I've seen from watching him is just he creates separation. He's a, he's kind of a, um, a bigger receiver, and so he kind of creates mismatches just purely through his size. And if he can create the separation, um, yeah. So it'd be interesting. I, I. It'll be interesting to see how he does on on special teams because at the end of the day, it's like you gotta get you gotta get in where you can fit in at the at the moment. And you know, yeah, we got really good receivers and Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf, and then I mean JSN is looking explosive and like yeah. he's ready to go. So well, that's what that's the thing I want to get into the the details on that one because yeah, Bobo four nine, but I mean game speed, right, Lofa? Well, forty times don't matter, right, Lofa? Forty times. Who cares about forty times? Hey, if there's one that knows about forty times and slow forty times and not mattering, <laughs> it's me. Uh, but yeah, you know, I was with the off seasons, uh, with the Hawks for the off season. I got to see him come in. Um, I was super excited about Matt Landers, who we've seen shine in the first game. Um, mm-hmm. And but Bobo, there wasn't a day where he didn't have two or three catches. And like you're saying, even though he ran a four nine, the game speed to Brett's point, like it's there. Because he knows how to create separation through getting into guys' blind spots, something Jermaine could talk more about, you know, leverage out leveraging a guy and then coming back so the guy doesn't have his balance under him. Um, and then he's got great hands. But yeah, it's been impressive to see what he's done. There's there's competition all over the board, much like when you got in here, uh, Jermaine. And then just the energy. There's a different energy. The you yeah. know, kind of the vibe that you guys had back when when things were rolling. So it's exciting to see with this group. And then JSN. The adjustment on that catch was, I mean, can you talk to talk yeah. about that one? I mean, the thing was like when Drew threw it, first thing I thought was like, like, 
damn, that was a dime. (laughs) And then the second thing is, is then the second thing is like, you know, after he got tackled, I was like, man, that was a dime. But like, that was such a good catch because the thing is he was running across the field. So what they, it was a man coverage. Yeah. And I'm not trying to give up any plays, but it was just a cross. They just, you know, it's man coverage. They run these, it's usually a red zone play, but now people started like in that fringe area, people started to uh, kind of run it um, in that area. And it's just people crossing and whoever the safety, you know, goes with, if it's one high, which it usually is, if it's man, um, then you take the other. So it's just a win route, you know, and just, you got to beat your man in. Hmm. He was running across the field, but when Drew threw the ball, it he was running towards the left. When Drew threw the ball, it, it dropped on his right and side shoulder. Off his shoulder, yeah. And, and so you're running this way, and you're kind of trying to catch it on this right side shoulder, where in reality you're going to lose it for like a split second. Split second. And, yeah, blind spot, yeah. Um, and so you know, watching that, it just it shows how incredible his ball tracking is, and and being able. Um, so yeah, these these receivers, um, I'm pretty excited about them. I, I think you know all of them. It seems like all of them are just they they know their their role right now, and then just when they get their opportunity, you mm-hmm. just got to make the most of them, and um, that's all Pete cares about. Is <laughs> just competition. Yeah. Are you competing? Yeah. You know, are you making plays? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, Drew dropped a dime, and he's been playing great in the preseason. But we also got to see Gino for the first time. How did he look, Lofa? I mean, what could we really tell from the for his preseason, right? But uh, he was out there. He got like a series or I think five yeah. or six. Incredibly efficient, like he always is. Yep. Um, what I noticed with him this offseason, just in complete command of the offense, you know. Um, and he, picking up where he left off, and I think he's going to do big things. You know, especially, you add another weapon. And now it's like, what the hell do you do as a defense? Because, you know, I played defense, fellas, and you got really three number ones out there now. Um, JSN is that good. You know Lockett and, and DK are unbelievable. And so what, like the the Redskins back in the day, they used to run three receiver sets all the time. And if you match up with nickel personnel, you put an extra DB out there to make sure they don't pass, they're just going to run the ball down your throat. And like, look at the – the guys that we have in the backfield with that offensive offensive line looks great. They're not getting enough credit right now Um, for the quarterbacks to be this efficient. They're having enough time. And then in the run game, uh, Sir Roderick Thompson, you know, out of nowhere. That's my Um, next, I have it written down right here. I, the night of the round table, I wrote down (laughs) the game. And I thought they were saying, sir, Sir. Roderick Thompson the whole time. I thought we had like yeah. Sir Lancelot on the team. <laughs> I mean, this guy's a rookie. He came from Texas Tech. I, I I think I had heard of him while watching college football, but I mean, not really. But who is this guy? And I'm super pumped for him. Yeah, came out of nowhere and uh, only signed like a week or two ago, I think. And uh, just with everybody that's been hurt, like Jane said, competition is the ethos of this you know organization and Pete's mm-hmm. philosophy. So um He's earning touches and dude, like that that draw was third and fifteen, and he just made something out of nothing. And um, so I had to go look him up after the game because (laughs) you know (laughs) he well he looked so fast out there when he hit the edge, hit the crease, like he was leaving people behind. I was like, so he looked like a little guy. He's six feet two fifteen. That's a big running back. Yeah. So um you know it just it creates real problems and i mean it's exciting to see and you know i know he'll add an element to the special teams that that what what jermaine was saying role players guys that 
we have established guys. Now we need the young guys. We're at the place where we need the young guys to really step up and find their role on teams and block kicks like Jermaine and Doug Baldwin did until they get their opportunity to catch touchdown passes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And ahead, yeah, just yeah. And just terms of just talking like with the run game, it, and it's going to show like that's going to be the most important factor. It just, you know, I kind of talked a little bit about the JSN play with the the man. You know, if you're going to be, if you can run the ball effectively and efficiently, that's when you're going to start seeing those man-to-man single high coverages. And then when you got, you know, three, four receivers that can really create some separation and make plays, that's going to be tough. So I know people don't, (laughs) some people don't really like the thought of like, you know, constantly with Pete's philosophy of running the ball. But in reality is when you're running the ball efficiently, it just opens up the pass game and, um, Pete's all about, you know, controlling the ground and then um, explosive plays in the in the pass. And um, I think we saw a lot of that last year. Um, and I think, you know, if we can continue to keep running the ball really well, this is coming from a receiver. If we can run the ball really well, I think it's just going to open up more issues uh, for the defensive backs um, trying to cover our receivers because yeah. I don't see it happening. Well, speaking of competition and and Pete and all that, there's co- could be competition at the quarterback position. I don't know if you guys saw the video of Pete dropping dimes, but he was out there throwing <laughs> passes, and a bunch of outlets picked it up and stuff. And Snoop yeah. Dogg even commented on it and everything. And I don't know for sure, but it almost looked like Pete hit him with a no look on that one. And I don't know, you know, I'm, I, we think we know who the quarterback of the Seahawks is, but is there now competition? Uh, from the seventy-one-year-old head coach. I mean, he's probably been doing that forever. <laughs> probably yeah. since when you played at SC, and so he, I mean, yeah. the no-look pass that means he's he's getting better. I mean, <laughs> he's he's out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I, I hate to rain on the parade, everybody. Oh. But some of those clips looked a little doctored. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jermaine, Jermaine, you know that you've played on that, you've practiced on that field many times and you saw the ball getting caught going a different way which a lot of fans they won't see but like the one that went to dk i was like wait a minute that was on a different side of the field and oh, then, uh, you, direct, and then, you direct one commercial I, for your own beer and all of a sudden yeah. you're directorial <laughs> sides of the line and all kinds of things like that uh, yeah i'm just saying you go back i'll, I'll re i'll replay that video uh-oh. and like you smell a conspiracy was, the no look one was that was money. That was all Pete. That was vintage Pete. But then there was a couple uh, other. The camera cut before the ball got caught. It was just like uh, I was like, wait, wait a minute. Uh, what am I watching here? But, my, uh, but I don't know, man. You can't you... over here. But Pete, I'm telling you, like even like back 12 years ago when I was playing, last playing, he would run scout team. He always does red zone, and yeah. yeah, Jermaine knows. And like you get to go out there as a defensive player against the defense, and you get to run routes. And I mean, it's. It's fun, and he's competing. Like, and that's yeah. that's why the culture works because yeah. Pete's not going to ask you to do anything that he doesn't expect that he hasn't done, and that he isn't still doing. And mm-hmm. so that's that's the biggest thing. As we talked about with Hasselback last week, the culture is is you know the power. Oh, he's yeah. making me feel lazy, man. They put up a video of him running his sprints every practice or whatever, and yeah. I'm watching it like, man, I, yeah, I guess I could run if he can, but then I don't. <laughs> no. He's- God, he's running around doing his thing. Um, uh, let's, I'm going to move to the defense. We're going to switch sides of the ball unless you guys have something else for offense. But let's switch to defense because 
uh, Lofa, the linebackers, I mean, it's a, it's a great group, and we got some guys who people might not uh, necessarily have heard of really with some name recognition, but they're making great plays, and uh, they're just flying all over the field hitting everybody. Like the commentators are even just saying, oh, there they are again. You know, it's um, who, yeah. uh, the Irish guy, like you like to say. Pat, Patty O'Connell. <laughs> and then Levi as well, right? <clears throat> yeah, Levi. Uh, Derek Hall got in on the action. Derek Miles Hall, Adams. Yeah. Um Tyreek Smith, a guy that we didn't get to see a lot of because he was injured uh, last year. So it's um, like just like Jermaine said, the depth and and it can go back to when when Jermaine and them were winning Super Bowl and going, you know, winning all the titles. The debt they were deep at every position, and so it's exciting to see, especially Patty O'Connell. He's a kid, you know, that we were looking at from Montana. That he played D end his whole life, and he was an undersized D end at you know one double A division. And those guys a lot of time get moved um, when they get to the NFL. And so it looks like, you know, he's doing really well. I think he had seven tackles. Um, John Radigan, I mean, he's battling out too. Radigan had five or six tackles. Like, so a ton of production at that linebacker spot, which is good because we don't need to see Bobby right now. We save him for for the real thing, right? You know, which, yeah. you know, we all can't wait. All of, you know, all the 12s can't wait to watch him, you know, uh, take that field again. But, um, yeah, the secondary looked great again. And then the D-line, very stout. It's I know it's preseason and everyone has concerns about the run game. And, like, okay, well, we'll see what happens once, you know, it uh, it counts. But um, it looks like everyone's buying into their role in the defense, you know. Uh, how like, about, whereas, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, Whereas guys were just guys were just trying too hard last year, you know. Like one run breaks, and now everybody's like, "I gotta, I gotta two gap everything," you know, instead of just holding the edge, like not this gap. And that's what it takes. It takes discipline and teamwork to to shut down the run consistently. Well, I was gonna move to the DBs, but since you mentioned setting the edge, and Mike B was on the uh, broadcast, him and Mike Rob, Mike the Mike and Mike show on the broadcast has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but he was shouting out uh, the D-line, as he should. He's a former D-lineman. But uh, Boye Mafe just looks like he's going to set the league on fire, knock on wood and everything this season. He just looks yeah. like he's poised to have an incredible run, isn't he? And, and of course, Chenna, and, and we know everybody else, yeah. too. Well, like, you know Boye. what Chenna can do. Yeah, yeah. and Chenna got the extension. We know what he could do. I was excited about him, the addition last year. I couldn't believe he wasn't a more sought-out free, free agent from from the league. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, his snap counts went from 30% over in L.A. up to 60%. You see now he's got career high in like nine and a half, ten sacks. And, uh, but boy, yeah, uh, Pete shouted him out as most improved, you know, and I think as a second-round pick, there's a lot of pressure there. But, you know, this year, there's a, what a difference a year can make, and he's really taken ownership, and it's exciting to see because that's what I saw when I watched his, you know, uh, college film was just – Brute strength. Like, hmm. it didn't matter if there was two guys there. He's just going to throw throw them and go make the play. And uh, I think when you have, you know, a weapon like that in your arsenal, just use it until someone says you can't. Like, until you get a Walter Jones that's like, no, you're not going to bull rush me. You bull rush the shit out of everybody until someone stops you. Hell yeah, man. Okay, how about the DBs, though? Because speaking of former high draft picks and stuff, Trey Brown finally healthy, and that pick – uh on the goal line and that, that guy was open the quarterback might have thrown it a little late but trey he just made up that ground stepped in front of it nice to see him playing well and healthy yeah just needed to be healthy we know what he can do and what his, his talent uh ceiling is uh on that play and you know i know jermaine might have some you know words about this that offensive receiver that was offensive pass interference to get off the line and then threw oh. him behind that's why he was open no, and in then, Jermaine's eyes, it's never offensive pass interference. Come on. Well, Jermaine is one of the craftiest at 
you know, <laughs> leverage, push, pull. Yeah. Like sneaky hands like here and then catching it one handed over here. Uh, but I mean, there's an art to that, right? Jermaine, you know, yeah, um, you, Brandon sure. Marshall's one of the best I've seen at it too. Um, it's, it's, uh, but so, you know, I felt like that guy got away with one because I was like, if that catch gets caught for a touchdown, like, you know, I feel so my heart goes out to Trey Brown, but then he go, undercuts it. Interception. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Great play by him. Great play. Uh, Jermaine, you never committed offensive pass interference, did you? No, 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 never. No. Just probably led the league in one, what was it, like 2015. <laughs> Did you? The craziest thing. Yeah. We were like, we. What? What we happened? Was, I called it. I called it. wasn't for what you think it was. I wasn't out there just blatantly pushing off. We ran a lot of pick plays ish. Oh, okay. Yes. And Thank I you. was that guy. And so. I don't know that they the the opposing teams must have went to the refs during the off season and probably sent a whole catalog of film on me and the man. It was like they had it out for me. Well, it was probably I, a point of emphasis the, that year. You know, it, they it probably was. But when I'm running across the field and the safety eyes me down and and it come hits me, it hits you like, yeah. and then I got called for it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna <laughs> be a long remember- year. You remember the year where you could challenge offensive or, or defensive deep like pass interference? Yeah, I mean, I remember know. what was that season about? Jermaine, were you still playing when that happened? I think so. Was yeah. that that was the that was the the year with the Saints and the Rams? Or the the year after it was like, why they either, did it was the year after that. Yeah. 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 Crazy times that was. Yeah. And we and we still didn't fucking get it right anytime. <laughs> no. Oh. That's one of the hardest things ever, you know, because on one hand, and speaking as a fan, you want to see points scored. But on the other hand, you want the defense to be able to get in there and mix it up. Like, you know, Jermaine's got the Richard Sherman jersey there on the wall behind him. Like, you you want the, the LOB was physical, you know, and like it, it, for them to always say, well, fans just want to see points scored. It's like. We do, but we also want to see great competition along with that. And we don't want to just see, you know, guys not touched right, running wide open down yeah. the field because then they're scoring and it doesn't feel like there's anything in their way. So that's not good either from an entertainment standpoint. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And Jermaine, don't feel too bad. I think I led the league in unnecessary roughness penalties one time too. So <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when they changed over from like, don't hit guys in the head anymore. I think, I, yeah. Well, you can't hit guys anywhere anymore if you're talking about the quarterback. And, you know, you can't hit him anywhere. Yeah, it, it's wild, yeah. man. Yeah, I saw another preseason game where the guy came clean and he hit him, like, kind of like in the thigh. And they were like, no, nope. nope. you know, below the knee. It's just, it's wild. Yeah, everything's a penalty now. Jermaine, speaking of your playing days and stuff and, and LOFA, and we've been talking about when we got guys on here, like, just sort of how camp has changed, how the preseason has changed from your time. Have you have you gone over to camp yet this season and visited, and and how have things changed since you've been there? Uh, I've been I've been to maybe one or two practices. I went to the first preseason game um, against Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, but it's different. But you know what? It's not when we got there. I feel like maybe that's kind of like the transition. I came post. Uh, new uh, CBA so they were still doing two a days when I was in college and then I think the year before me was the first year of, or was the lockout year and so I came after that so it, it already had kind of changed a little bit um, but even with Pete um, we he's always kind of done a great job of just kind of you know knowing the times to you know put the pads on or when it's time to 
to just get the most out of us and wearing us down with pads all day wasn't quite his thing. Um, and then they kind of started the, you know, the sports science uh, division at the VMAC, which kind of helped out a lot and just kind of trying to maximize the the practice days with P. And it's like, you can, we used to start to, uh, well, one, we got in trouble with OTA. So I think that kind of started. We were a little year. too competitive <laughs> during that time. Um, and then if you throw some helmets on us, you might as well say it was full pads. Um, yeah. Why doesn't so, I, I read a thing that said Pete doesn't scrimmage against other teams? Is that a thing? No, like, is he, he, he doesn't. Why he doesn't? I when I got traded to the Jets, that was my first year. Then, well, the following year because I still did the camp with Seattle. The following year was the first time I've done joint practices. So we went down to Virginia um, and practice against Washington, and. Honestly, I do, I felt like I don't I don't think our defense could have done it. No, <laughs> like it would have been it, we would have it would have not been. Why? Productive. What do you mean? Tell people what you mean by that. Well, just because like it just gets it gets chippy. Like offensively, yeah. I think maybe maybe I don't know. I don't think our team could have done it because we had some dogs on the O line um, that just probably would have taken it there, and then just knowing. You know the defense with Sherm and and our D line. It just it it would it would have been on. It would have been yeah. on as soon as Every one thing happened. Day. Yeah. Everybody else is up and like let's yeah. go. Well, I just thought it was and, interesting that the Seahawks are one of the only teams that don't really do that. Well, Pete's more so just like um, he's more of a mindset of like we control ourselves, and if we do the stuff that we're supposed to do right, then everything else would take care of itself, and so. I mean, we had he builds enough competition not only just throughout practice, but like meetings, um, team meetings. So it, the lack of other competition um, is being you know supplemented in all throughout the day. Like we're yep. literally competing <laughs> every <laughs> in everything. It's not just the practice. It's in like, team who meetings, gets the last it's French in everything. Fry at lunch and stuff like that. It's insane. I mean, even what? when he even when he shows highlights, like you know, yeah, it'll be like subliminally to the coaches. It's like you know, Peter was like, "Oh wow, the receivers had a hell of a day." And like you know, as a defensive coach, you're just like, "All right, okay." And now no, like we go back and talk to our you know our secondary, and like, "Hey, we shutting these motherfuckers down tomorrow." <laughs> like, like, like that's how it goes, and it just it breeds competition. <clears throat> And, um, yeah. you know, it's, but it's, that's, that's where the whole, the whole ethos of the program. How did it, you it guys. It is based oh, off right. of competition. Every, everything is just based off of competition right. and highlights is like, either you're going to be the highlight or you're going to be somebody's highlight and yeah. everybody's going to see it. So. <laughs> and it carries over to the next day. I got another yeah. chance. Well, we, yep, we exactly. think this team is special. They're looking special. They got a lot of energy, like we've been talking about. Jermaine, obviously, you're part of special teams, uh, or not special teams. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, you were on special teams. You returned punts <laughs> and stuff. But um, what what was that point when you knew that that team was special? Like there was a was there a moment? I think it's just honestly, it just comes down to veteran leadership too, and I think that's why it was so good to get Bobby back, um, because. We when like when we came in, 
you spend the most time with your teammates. And so Pete does a great job of like creating the boundary and the and the fence line of what you can do within side of building like this culture. And so, you know, you you have if you have the great leadership, which it seems like they they do um, work because you're, you're kind of seeing it play out through their energy, um, through their play. Um, it just makes a huge difference because one, a lot of the young guys trust these older guys in what they say and what they show them, you know? And so a lot of the time um, you're going to look at what the guy ahead of you who's playing or who's been there, you're going to see what he's doing and what, uh, and that's what you're going to try to emulate. And so um, it shows that they have really good veteran leadership in the locker room to where now, you know, younger players, they trust these guys. And so, you know, if they're, if, if one of the older guys are, you know, on their head, it's not like this. Um, it's not like this. Uh, they don't feel like they're getting attacked. It's more out of like, Oh, this, I know this person cares. So I'm a listen type of uh, leadership. And so I think that's what we had. And I think, you know, in terms of our leadership with, you know, red Bryant and, you know, cam and max hunger, um, Sydney Rice and those guys is like they provided great leadership for us and allowed us and helped us excel and I, and that's what I feel like you kind of see um, with Bobby and Gino and Diggs and Tyler and you know and those guys they're showing them the correct way to go about it while still having fun because you know being in the Seahawks organization and I mean there's not a lot of places like it in terms of energy and just kind of camaraderie and um and the level and the amount of fun that you have while doing it. Now, you know, there's still the business side and politics side of it, but um, that's, you got to kind of go digging for that because at the surface, a lot of it is just going to be people enjoying themselves, allowing their personalities to show and be comfortable. And that's why Pete, I believe Pete gets the best out of a lot of his players is because they're not walking on eggshells, you know, they're not, They're not they're not being made felt like, you know, this is make it or break it. It's just like he's going to yes. he he wants the best out of you and he's going to try to pull it out. I'd say it's way less stressful than than a lot yeah. of places, you know, and um, but yeah, was 12 your first year, your rookie year? Yep. I feel like December of 12 is where I noticed you guys. There was a swagger there and a confidence that could not be shaken was and it sometime around when they played the new england patriots at home <laughs> it was there it was a certain yamabro that... game I, the, for me that was kind of the game in right in there yeah. that was the year before the super bowl winning yeah. year wasn't it yeah. and i yep. mean that game yep. for me i still go back sometimes to watch that on youtube and if you see the clock and you see the score and you, the game's winding down and and i i always have to remind myself that you guys ended up winning that game it's like how did that even happen and then just for me it felt like that was sort of a real springboard moment do you agree jermaine I, w- I would think the the playoff game we lost to atlanta was kind of like the main like springboard because i think you know, we were down 21 going into the fourth and we came back and we took the lead and then mm-hmm. um, we we lost the game eventually. But I, I think that game right there just kind of like really showed um, a lot of us like because we had a real we had a, a young team. We had a lot of, you know, undrafted players, late round picks um, on our team. But I, I feel like after that game, it was like it showed us, you know, 
hindsight looking back on the season like okay we got something here and I think that just kind of created more of a chip and a motivation to going into the following year it's wild that you say that because when I look back on my run at SC with Pete our triple overtime loss to Cal and I'll never forget being in that shitty little locker room after oh that was the worst locker room cold ass water gotta go Uh, down the stairs like so bad but we lost that game, game we should have won, just kind of like what you're saying. That was like, you guys were like, no, nah, this this didn't just happen, did it? But it was a defining moment in our, you know, little dynasty down there. We went on a run of 39 straight games or 34 straight games after that. But it was, uh, we knew, we were like, all right, we made, we recommitted and said, hey, it doesn't have to feel like, doesn't ever have to be like this again. And even, yeah. I remember Pete, he always said, hey, we don't have to ever have to feel like this again in the locker room. He said, but we got to show up and we got to get to work. And we started blowing people out just just like right after when you guys came back, that 13, we we already, everyone knew what time it was. But the, those that, that December of your rookie year where you guys put 50 on like four straight teams, I think it's like a, still a record in the NFL. Um, it was unbelievable. And I mean, but yeah, that... That's funny that you. That's the the game that you pinpoint as the turning point because that's what it was at SC too when we went on yeah. a run. Well, and then coming back in thirteen, I mean, and speaking from the fans again, it's just like every game. It just felt like we're rolling in. We're going to destroy whoever we're playing, and no matter what happens this year, we're winning it all. And then, I mean, that snap goes over Peyton's head, and it just. I mean, the elation of the moment, but then it also just felt like, of course it did. This is our time. This is our year. Nothing's going to get in our way. Um, and I mean. Thank you guys for working so hard and giving that to us fans because we we were confident as hell because you guys were doing your thing, man. I mean, what what was going through your mind, Jermaine, when that ball went floating right past Peyton? Uh, I mean, we're about to go on offense. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, and this just kind of goes back to just like mindset wise of just how we thought it's just like even in that game, like it's like. Like what I was saying earlier about, you know, the first tee shot or like that first hit, you know, mm-hmm. it's like once you once once you get out there and and you feel that first play, that first hit, first catch or whatever it is, you just kind of I mean, you just go into this zone where, you know, it just turns into the game that you've been playing your whole life. And then, you know, everything else, it just becomes white noise and you just seem like in this little arena yeah. and it's just you and the other team out there. The fun, though, the fun that you guys came out with, and the energy, the swagger, yeah. um, it's just, it, it was just incredible. And and the catches along the way. I mean, Jermaine, like you've had just, I mean, some of the biggest, if not the biggest, catches in Seahawk history. Some huge catches for the UW, of course. Um, what what's your favorite? Is do you even have one favorite? I mean, is it? <laughs> I have a couple favorites. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, there's so many of them. <laughs> I I have a I have a couple favorite. Like I mean the the Green Bay one for sure. That just the Green Bay one. The Green Bay a couple in that game. Two, three or four. I mean, yeah, but the and the one at the end for sure. <clears throat> the one at the end. That mm-hmm. one was one one of my favorites. The Super Bowl when you kind of spun. I mean, yeah. just purely just that one and being in the Super Bowl. One of my favorites though is actually the against Carolina and the I think it was the divisional playoff and I um I ran a, a special route which is for like if you pretty much what JSN it's kind of a similar route I'm running across the field 
and uh, rushed through a ball. And it was it kind of a very similar kind of catch, except for I did it one hand. And, you know, <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, but the, the, the thing why that's like one of my favorites is because I did had a little subtle push, you know, right at his hip, like, <laughs> like Lofa was talking about. And I was able to catch it with one hand. I was able to like run. So I'm like, okay, one-handed catch, check. You get to like show a little speed. Okay, check. And then I got to dive at the pylon. It was just like, man, it's just like, it was just such a fun play to be a part of. Yeah, Yeah. it was just, yeah. Um, My my question, Brett, wait one second. Yeah, go ahead. Always clutch moments. Where did that come from? Like. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I saw you talk about it with KJ. With KJ, yeah, where did it begin? Well, like, even like just... club too. Yeah, it even. Yeah, I'm sure in high school too. Like other sports, like where where did it come from? I don't know. I think it's just like you know. I don't. It's just you get in the game and you just kind of you just catch in the zone. Like it never felt like a big moment for me. Um, you know, I always felt like I kind of had to be opportunistic, you know, just with my come up, whether it was just from high school to to college and then, you know, hitting the adversity of going through college on some points. I think for me, it was just always trying to be opportunistic and I never like didn't want to like not try and make the most of opportunities, especially with the Seahawks, you know, like I didn't know how many balls, how many targets yeah. I might see. So it's like. Everything that was thrown my way, it was like I had to try to make a go at it. But I don't know. It's just been something that's like that's just kind of always been, you know, in, in, instilled in me. And I, I don't know, like, where it developed. I think it's just the natural competitor in me. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, looking back at it, yeah, there's a lot of the time. I've been, what about I the I've every, been every big moment? Yeah. Every big moment. He was ready for it. That's special, I was going to ask you about your really your relationship with uh, Doug. Um, yeah. And because, you know, a lot of people talk about this receiving core and rightfully so, but I mean, you guys and the partnership that you had and, and sort of the chemistry that you guys had, um, I mean, Doug Baldwin, just uh, one of the greatest Seahawks of all time, in my opinion. And uh, I, I would think you'd agree. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Doug, Doug's and I relationship, it worked so well because like we were, we're like complete opposites, you know, in terms of like, um like out there on the field i'm more of kind of not necessarily like more composed but i'm just like my my temperament and like my personality is a lot more calming where doug is like very fiery and um you know he's very expressive passionate not angry but passionate he would say yeah uh but i think it works so well is because like you know some of the things that doug really you know in terms of like you know his competitiveness and like his his fires like i get i could use some of that and so being around him so much you know you kind of you be you if you're around somebody enough you start to pick up a little of their characteristics and so um we were able to kind of use each other to kind of like balance out you know so we're not you know heading in one direction you know um you know vastly that fast or we were able to just kind of balance each other out and you know, some of the things that he did and, and, and how he was is like something that I needed a little more, be a little more and, and vice versa, you know, he needed to kind of 
bring the level down a little bit. Uh, but no, it, it was great to kind of have that. And, and we, we, well, I mean, he was just at the house yesterday um, yeah. for my daughter's birthday. And so, oh, that's cool. um, that, that just kind of lasts, you know, a, a lifetime and you just that's continue cool. to, to keep that, that relationship. That's cool, man. You know, you were talking about earlier, uh, like going against your own team and stuff like that. And it might've, this question might've slipped in better back then, but when we were talking about it, but I'm just going to. You guys didn't really go against other squads in practices. We saw you play games against other teams all the time. But in practice, you guys had to have some pretty good battles between the receivers and the DBs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Sherman's going to talk his shit and Doug is – I mean, it always started with those two. And then so, you know, you just kind of got to have your guys' back. And so um, – and then Earl. Sometimes Earl will start some shit too. He started a lot of shit, and I think that's how our, our practice fight started. But you know what? The best thing about it is it's like you go out there on that field, and, yeah, you might be fighting them a little bit, um, and, and you're competing, and you're talking shit. Uh, but as soon as you go into that locker room, it I mean, everything is squash. I, I don't know if you guys remember even, like, the whole Phil Bates and uh, – uh, Sherman thing. It was all over NFL Network during camp, and they were making it this huge thing. Literally, I mean, we went into that locker room, and like, it wasn't like it was like as if the the fight didn't even happen out there. They were playing and ping pong uh, an hour it, later. Right. It's just, it's just, the, it's just. I think everyone, everyone knew, um, had respect for everyone. It wasn't nothing where it's like disrespectful. It's just we were competitive, and you know. Sometimes things got a little out of hand, but, you know, you just bring it right back and then, you know, it's all up in the locker room and then you go out there and you do it, do it again the next day. day. Leave it on the field. Yeah. Dude, we're going to have to leave it right there, I think, unless there's anything else. Lofa, you got anything else? No, I just, just video uh, tips of the, the, the golf swing, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, yeah, Jermaine, tell everybody what you're up to now and, and where they can come see you and everything you got going on. Yeah, come check us out. I'm at Evergreen Golf Club. It's in Redmond, um, just a little bit south of Willow's Run. Um, it's an indoor facility. We got eight bays. We got a chipping green. We got a putting green. This, whatever you need to work on your game, we can help provide that. We got great instructors, in-house instructors. We got a great team. If you have a junior who's in, in golf um, or looking to get into golf, whether competitively or just for fun, we got, you know, we got a place for everyone. Competitively nice, fun, we got a place for everyone. I get it. There you go. I, I, I got a feeling <laughs> with your clutch factor, when you when you really get this golf game figured out, we'll probably see you on the tour. Like I, mean, uh, I don't I know have, about the tour. It'll be the amateur tour. So hey, we all start somewhere. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm just headed for the senior tour one of these days. <laughs> That's to take well, yeah, the coming yes. on, Curtis. Hey, everybody. Oh. Thanks yeah, for, appreciate thanks for you checking guys. us out. Uh, Jermaine, yeah, thanks so much for being here, man. Um, uh, just obviously a huge fan, and thanks for being a friend of the show and stopping by. We really appreciate it. Um, I will mention our sponsors and things I will edit into this episode later. But for Lofa, I'm Brett. Uh, thanks for checking out Take 12. Check us out on all social media at Take 12 Pod. Also, our contest for our preseason training camp giveaway package is still happening. We have the signed Seahawks yearbook. It's signed by Bobby Wagner and Tyler Lockett. Perhaps you've heard of them. Um, we're giving that away along with some sunglasses and some cups and some other swag that we grabbed while we were out there at training camp. So check out the package online and enter the contest. 
We break it down at the end of every episode. Jermaine, Lofa, hands in the middle, boys. Uh, who wants to take this one? Um, I mean, Lofa. Well, I mean, college football is back. I know I'm wearing college basketball. It's the only thing I can find USC, though. And we're all going to the Big Ten, boys. I know it's the year away, but huh. we're going to go dominate that conference, too, together. So we could all agree on this one. Big Ten on three. One, two, three. Big <laughs> Ten. <laughs> thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube